Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the show. We appreciate you, and uh, we're very excited to give you our interview with Renee Montgomery. She's super full of energy, super positive, really, really fun to talk to, so we're excited to give you that, and I feel like you're going to get a lot out of this interview just like I did. We just reached 10K on Instagram, so we're really excited about that. Hitting that milestone is a big one, so if you aren't a part of that community just yet, we'd love for you to join it. Uh, we get a lot of questions, a lot of topics, a lot of things that we can put out there to vote in polls and stuff like that so that we can talk about them here on the show. And we'd love to have you be a part of that conversation. Guys, without further ado, here's our interview with Renee Montgomery. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. What's going on and welcome to the podcast, guys. I'm Trey Gonzalez and I'm here with a very special guest from the WNBA. First um, to ever be on the show from the WNBA, which is very exciting for me. Um, I hope that she's going to enjoy it as well. Renee Montgomery um, from the Atlanta Dream. Renee, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be the first. Absolutely. it's. I'm so excited because... A lot of what you've been able to do, your body of work is outstanding. You've got a lot of a lot of uh, awards and a lot of accolades that I just I can't even relate to. So I got to live it through this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh man, it's kind of crazy because you know I'm still playing, so it's kind of hard to stop and look back at my career because I'm still like in the process of creating it. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with your past a little bit. Um, you are from West Virginia. So first off, what, what was that like for basketball? <laughs> uh, for basketball, um, it was different because our team, um, you know, I didn't really know how good we were in comparison to the players from New York or California, the ones that got a lot of the national press. You know, sure. we, we didn't get a lot of that press. So I never knew where I stacked up in the grand scheme of things. I made McDonald's All-American, um, but even still then, it was a little bit scary going to the McDonald's All-American game because, yeah, I'm good in West Virginia, but does that mean I'm good nationally? So yeah. in West Virginia, yeah, I did well, but it was always this thing in the back of my mind, like, well, I wonder how I stack up nationally mm-hmm. with the big cities. Yeah, no, completely. And so, like, how did how did it go from West Virginia to UConn and it was just that you know that transition first off I want to know like how the recruiting process went down who else wanted you um well I can tell you who didn't want me I think it was pretty much uh Texas was like one of the only schools that didn't really heavily pursue me uh I would say Texas Mm. and Tennessee um but I I mean it was it was kind of crazy because like I said we had to start playing AAU to kind of get seen by the coaches and for those that don't know what AAU is, it's traveling basketball in the summer. Right. So you, you get a, a team of basically the best players in your state. For us, we didn't have, we only had like a lot of uh, states had five or six teams. We had two. And if you get the best players in your state, you travel around and you play against other um, teams from other states. So that's kind of how we got on the map to be seen because college coaches were probably like, what in the world? These West Virginia girls are making some noise because we were actually pretty good in the AAU circuit. Mm. So that's kind of how we got our the coaches' eyes on us. And then after they knew about us, <clears throat> then they actually came to West Virginia, you know, to recruit us. So it was it was pretty exciting for, like, West Virginia people, West Virginia fans to have, like, 
big time college coaches sitting, you know, courtside at our games and and coming to recruit us. Golly, that's crazy. I, I mean, it's it's really cool to hear about it as far as like you getting seen, but for them to actually make the trip, go and watch you guys in your hometown is is something different. It's definitely. I mean, to see Gino Ariano get off Gino Ariano get off a flight at Yeager Airport, you know, Golly. it's like we have we have four gates. <laughs> Just to put in perspective, <laughs> our airport is so small. We have four gates, so it it it, it was a crazy thing for West Virginia to, to have somebody of that magnitude there. Was it easy to choose UConn? I mean, obviously they've got about as much basketball history as you could possibly want going into the program. Like what was it like to just go ahead and, you know, choose them? It was actually a difficult decision. Um, as crazy as that may sound, one of the things that was going to be tough for me was coming from West Virginia. Um, my sister lives in Maryland. So mm. if I was going to leave my family at home, I was thinking, well, maybe I should just go to the university of Maryland. So at least I'm around my sister and I have family there. And I'm not just at this whole place alone that I don't know anything about. Right. But um when I went to go visit Yukon, I just got this this feeling, this this great feeling and I felt like it was a home. And so after I had four visits left, I visited Yukon on my first visit. I had four official visits left and I canceled all of them and told the coaches like I already made my decision. So Dang. it was kind of a yeah, it was kind of abrupt, but it's like you know how they say when you're in love, when you know you know, well <laughs> right, right. You <laughs> sure, no, absolutely. Uh, it's crazy to me because in my opinion, if I was going through that process, I'd be like, well, you know, we can probably milk out a little bit of, you know, uh, travel, some food and all that stuff. But, but you just decided right there. It's just, you just felt wrong to go anywhere else. Yeah. And that's funny. Cause a lot of people say that they was like, well, at that point you should have made a visit to the university of Hawaii and the <laughs> university of yeah. Miami and just, started, yeah. A lot of people like just go on vacation at this point, if you know already, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm like one of those people. I kind of, oh, my conscience gets to me. So I'm like, if I already know I'm going to UConn, I don't need to go and let these coaches waste their time and resources. And I have to go and basically smile at these coaches' faces knowing that I already know I'm going to UConn. So mm -hmm. for me, I feel like it wouldn't have been a fun of a trip because in the back of my mind, I would have been like, this is awful. Right. Like, why am I doing this? Feeling guilty. Yeah, the guilt trip would have got me. So <laughs> especially when, you know, coaches, Recruiting is a big thing for coaches. They put a lot of time and effort in your trips to, ca to cater their trips to you, you know? So mm -hmm. I don't want them spending all this time trying to make the perfect trip for me around things that they know I like, and I already know I'm going to UConn. Yeah, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah, no, I completely understand. And you did. You made a really, really good choice. You have a national championship under your belt. Uh, explain to me what that feeling was like when you first woke up uh, the next day and and just realize like wait this is real i have a national championship uh well let me tell you how crazy it was i didn't even have time to really think much about it because we had to get on a plane do a parade because five days later i had to be sitting in the draft room wow so it was a world yeah it's a whirlwind literally the next day you you go and you have the pep rally and the fans are all standing on the highway there's fans at the airport there's fans at on campus and literally I would say two days later I'm heading to New York for the draft so when I tell you it's the quickest turnaround um if you win a national championship it's great and it's crazy all in one because you mm. got to sign with an agent you got to sign with a basketball agent I, I was in the process of signing with Nike I was trying to figure out getting a stylist ready because I had to get an outfit ready for the draft so oh yeah it was a whirlwind dang 
So tell me about like signing with Nike. What what does that entail? Is that free shoes? Is it free gear every month? Or how does how does that all how does that all work? So Nike contracts um, in the WNBA, they usually do is called cash and product deals. So you get X amount of cash, and that's just like literally a check they send you in the mail, mm. and then you get X amount of um, product. So that's just they they create you your own. So there's a, a site for athletes, like sponsored athletes. We have our own site. And on that site, um, you have X amount of money that you can use. Mm. So you so you get that throughout the whole year. They don't like they put whatever amount. Let's say let's just say I'm going to put out just random numbers, but one thousand dollars cash, one thousand dollars product. So yeah. for the whole year, I have that thousand dollars to um, it, like they don't re up. You know, like you 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 can't uh. hit them and be like, hey, I'm out of money, give me some more. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. So so you got you got the whole year to spend on that. But yeah, it was great because. Every Christmas, I never spent a dime. Christmas, everybody everybody knew it was going to be a very Nike Christmas. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it's something that a lot of people don't know about. You always think, you know, you sign a contract, it's just free everything. You know, you walk down the street, your shoes got a little bit muddy, you can go and get some new ones, there's no problem. It's not like that. Well, I mean, it kind of is in the sense of it's basketball stuff. So all of my basketball gear, my on-court gear, all of that is covered by Nike. So oh. if, if I if I say I like I need three more pairs of Kobe's, my Kobe's are already used up. They'll send me three more pairs, no problem. Mm. Uh, when I'm what I'm talking about is off the court stuff. So if I want those Jordans that came out, they're not sending me the new Jordans that came out. They are they're that's where I got to go on the site to get them. Okay, now I get it. I can, so it's it's better than what I thought. I thought it was a thousand dollars for the whole season both ways well but thousand no, I, is i don't even think they do contract as low as a thousand that's why i was giving you that random number okay thousand, got you thousand just to put just to put for example i don't even know if they do contracts that low um so i i, I don't know i don't think so i think the minimum they start out is five thousand and five thousand i think oh. that would be the minimum but i'm not positive don't that's quote cool. me but well i'm on a podcast so i can't say don't quote me but i don't <laughs> think <laughs> i don't think so but yeah so no anything on the court so even if it's tight sports bras, like dry fit, anything that I would be using on the courts, Nike Elite socks, any of that stuff, that's all covered. Like that doesn't count as as um for my product. They wow. send you all that for for free. It's amazing. It really is. Um I wanted to kind of yeah. go back to Yukon real quick for one more question. If you were to tell okay. somebody something that not many people really know about Yukon, what would you say? Um, it would probably have to be about uh, Coach Ariema. Uh, you mm. know, he has this, like, bad boy reputation, and everybody's like, oh, God, how is it playing for him? I know he's tough. And he is a tough coach, like, in a sense that he demands excellence. But as far as him as a person, like, he's honestly the sweetest guy ever. And people, like, they just think that he's this bad boy, mean guy all the time. It's really not the case. He is, like, mm. actually – I had dinner with him last week, Um him and his wife like the nicest people ever so wow. i would say that's something that people don't know because people i think just assume that he is how he is all the time okay so they see the on-court persona and and they assume that's what he is yeah okay yeah they assume that and like he is tough like i'm not gonna like i'm not saying that he's not tough i think he's tough in the sense that he just demands excellence like he won't accept anything less than that so if 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 winning is the standard for them, winning a national championship is the standard for UConn, he's going to push the players the best he can to get to that standard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you went from 
UConn, playing college ball, getting that whole experience. You you move to a whole new place and just try it out. And of course, you love it. You get a national championship under your belt, and then um, within a month, you go from college athlete to professional athlete. What was that transition like, and and the quickness of it all? Yeah, no, that was crazy because it like that's why I said it's it's hard to stop and look back and be like, Ooh, wow, I just won a championship because a month later I'm almost playing in my W first WNBA game. Wow. So it, it it's kind of it's it's a crazy turnaround in women's basketball. But it's 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 like a whirlwind. That's what I said. It's still fun though. You're like on this roller coaster, like, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, like graduation. Oh, gotta go back and, and go to my graduation. Mm-hmm. So I gotta miss a couple so I gotta miss a couple practices to get back to Yukon to go to graduation. So it's um it it really is crazy and but you're so thankful at the same time. My parents were able to make it to the final four to watch me win a championship yeah. and then they were able to turn around and, and come to the draft. And now that I'm an adult though, like where I'm paying my own bills and having to budget for um, travel and, and vacation. Mm-hmm. What my parents did and how they were coming to the Final Fours and coming to games at UConn, it really is crazy to see the sacrifices that your family and and friends and everything make because, like, I still I don't know how they were doing it. Like, to this day, I don't know how they were, they were driving sometimes, flying sometimes. It was like they were just going to make it happen. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy, but... It's it's I think it's probably worth it in their eyes to see their to see their child succeed so much and you have done a lot probably uh, surpassed all of their expectations I'm assuming I'm sure I'm sure and that's what even even just for them to bet on me in a sense when I say bet on me to spend all that money traveling AAU and I'm a teenager man for them to yeah. just spend all of that money and, and take that risk that's why now. I, I spoil my parents. Like that's that's exactly why I spoil my parents. I bought my parents uh, a Mercedes SUV, but it was more so like a thank you. I'm sure they spent more money on me than that car cost. So mm-hmm. it was more so like a thank you because I just I just can't imagine me now being an adult and somebody's like, Hey, all right, I need you to spend X amount of thousands of dollars on a teenager and I would be like, Uh, for what? <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. Right. Um, I wanna know in that transition period from college to, to pros, um, what was the acceptance like from your teammates? Because obviously a newcomer coming in and the season starting so quickly, is it kind of, is it, is it kind of like that rookie feel when you're a freshman in college? Kind of like the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And just because I was the number four, so we had three rookies, um, my rookie season. And just because I was the number four pick, oh, that didn't matter. They didn't, they were equal opportunists in the you're a rookie phase so mm-hmm. they they i was i was picking up the balls just like the other rookies i was carrying the bags just like the other rookies um we were going to go get the vet snacks just like the other rookies oh, so nice. they were they were oh yeah they were equal opportunists in the sense that <laughs> i i was not a i was not a special rookie right did you ever have to pick up the bill i've seen like all these pros that have done uh crazy things their whole team goes and eats and then the the rookies got to pick up the bill was there anything that severe? Uh, we've had some severe stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> we have had some severe stuff. I mean, I had to. We had to get our vets something like a snack, whatever snack they wanted for practice the next day. We've had to. Man, we've had to. Yeah, we've had to do a lot. Um, I'm not going to talk on team stuff because I don't want anybody mad at me. But yeah, we've had right. to do a lot. No, I completely agree. So, I mean, and I'm fine with you not mentioning it. But do you? <laughs> 
now that you've been in it, now that you've been around, do you kind of enjoy the same things that the vets enjoyed when you were a rookie? No, see, I'm a marshmallow. I'm, like, so easy on the rookies and stuff. They <laughs> haven't made for me to be their vet, honestly. Like, And it's just my personality type where I'm, like, very inclusive and trying to, like, always baby – I basically baby the rookies in a, in a sense, like, always talking to them. You're all right? You good? Keep your mm. confidence up. You're good. You're fine. Um, but that's, like I said, that just has more so to do with my personality types than anything else. So yeah, my, our, like my rookies always have it made dealing with me. Um, uh, my, my, and I'm part of the older generation. Cause like there's, there's a big difference between the, the younger generation of players and the older generation of players. And so I'm basically like part of the older generation of players and they would probably be shame. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but that's, that's crazy how, quickly that changes from young to old and you're still in the same league so yeah like we're like yeah it's a big it's a big difference like you can just I mean and even in our league everybody talks about how the WNBA is like the older league in a sense that there's a lot of the older players still in the league mm. but there's a just there's a there's a gap in a skill set that the older players have than the younger players like the younger players are so much more athletic and taller than us and but the older players it seems like their skills are developed more mm. so it, it seems and it and it seems like you know the younger players it takes them a second to get adjusted to the pro style of game rather than than it did the older players mm-hmm. um so i'm part of that older player group um in a sense that they're hard knocks um like they don't take you know they don't take anything lightly and all that like i said they would probably be really shamed yeah who would you say in the league that it maybe was a starstruck moment. Did you ever have a starstruck moment or did you ever go to a game and think, Oh, I get to play this athlete or I get to, you know what I mean? Like meet them. Um, I wouldn't say a starstruck moment, but I would say an exciting moment is like, you know, the Yukon mafia, there's like a lot of us in the league. Yeah. So I would say it was really comforting that, almost, well, every team I went to, there was a Yukon player there that at least just said, hello, um, sometimes we went to dinner. So I would just say wow. that moment where like I had a whole family in the league as soon as I, as, as soon as I got in the league. So it was a comforting moment just to know that like, I have like these people that, you know, show me the robes. I remember when I was younger, Sue Bird, I was asking her cause you know, WBA players, we have to go overseas. So right. when I was younger, fresh out of college, Sue Bird like would help me with the list of things that I'm and she knows I'm going to need to receive and just mm. stuff that I might not even think about. So she was already like helping me create a list of things to take overseas so that when I'm over there, I'm not like, Oh man, I didn't know I needed this or, you know, mm. things like that. So it was just nice to have like just an older group just looking after me in a sense. What is it like overseas? Is there just a huge difference in basketball or lifestyle over there? Or is it just kind of, basically moving to another setting oh it's a big difference um the style of basketball is different um what the style of player you are is different in a sense that Mm. overseas you have to do a lot more so in america you know i'm playing in the WNBA. i'm playing with everybody on my team was probably an all-american in college like that's just Mm. how it is there's only 12 spots per team 12 teams 144 players in the WNBA. so typically everybody is like top notch a1 Overseas, it's not so much the same in a sense that they want they want me to score at least 20 points a game. You know, overseas, they expect you to do a lot. Oh. They pay you to do a lot, but they expect you to do a lot. So they expect you to score a lot of points, get a lot of assists, 
basically be the LeBron James of whatever team you're on. That's cool. And speaking yeah. of LeBron James, I mean, I know that uh, WNBA is closely associated with the NBA because I know you guys really have a connection in, in supporting each other. How do you how many big NBA stars have you had the chance to meet and are you close to any of them? Um, you know, maybe talking on the phone or Nike contracts, anything like that? Um, we know a lot of them and I know a lot of them from, you know, I went to UConn, so there was Marcus Williams and Rudy Gay. They were all mm. at school when I was at school. So I know a lot of of players. Even I know a Cal Lowry because he was playing in the Big East in Villanova. So we saw each other a lot. We just became friends. So there's a lot of players that we know just just through, I mean, even McDonald's All-American games, you know, like you, yeah. you know players like that. Lou Williams, he's, I know him, and I didn't even really meet him, but I know him because he's a he's a supporter of women's basketball, so he'll tweet us and he'll shout us out. So it's a, it's a tight-knit community, I would say. I don't talk to any of them on the phone or anything like that. I don't talk to really many people on the phone at all in general. But um, I, I just think it's a tight-knit community in a sense that, like, it's a mutual respect there. Okay. No, I completely understand. And and since you don't talk to people on the phone very much, thank you for taking this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually when I'm talking on the phone, it's crazy. I should say I talk on the phone a lot, but when I do, it's, it's business purposes. Yeah. So it's doing interviews, it's calling a company back, you know, at my foundation, it's calling to make sure something's okay, it's calling the bus the bus people are, are we all scheduled is everything okay calling the hotel people so if i am talking on the phone if, if it's not my parents because they don't they don't really text so okay. if it's not my parents i'm really not on the phone yeah i mean you said you're part of the older generation of the WNBA. i'm assuming that your parents aren't aren't with the texting just yet oh no i mean and when they do text <laughs> when i tell you they are the simplest of sentences they get right to the point <laughs> yeah um, okay, so I wanted to talk about the, your foundation. You mentioned it. Um, can you tell us about your foundation and, and what you plan to achieve with it? Yeah, so I just want to impact like the lives of young and old. It doesn't have to just be youth, but it could be families. And I, I want to like spread positivity, and I want to teach people certain things that I learned in sports that I think apply to life in general. So whether it's being, whether it's leadership, whether it's teamwork, whether it's having confidence, whether it's just, you know what I mean, working hard. Things that we have to learn in sports, I think they can carry over and apply to life skills that would help you succeed in life. So I like to have events, for instance, this, this actually yesterday, um, well, two days ago, I chartered a bus from West Virginia, my foundation is, we chartered a bus from West Virginia to Atlanta. Mm. They stayed the night, and then they went to my WNBA game yesterday. And, and, the, and the concept behind that, the event is called let's go pro and in west virginia we don't have any pro sports so oh, okay. i want to expose yeah i want to expose people in west virginia to what sporting events can be like because you know what people people create communities by just being fans of the same team so like people build a, a community a sense of purpose a sense of you know people put a lot into sports so i wanted them to be able to experience what a professional sports game was like so my foundation that's the things we're going to do try to expose people to things that they might not have done before try to expose them to some positivities try to just expose them to different things um and give them positive happy experiences and on top of that you have a little bit of an extra cheering section when you do something good right <laughs> oh man yeah they showed up and showed out that was that was the icing on the cake that's awesome 
Um, okay, so moving on from your foundation, but sticking to something that you're very passionate about, um, you are moving into working on acting roles, right? You're 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 wanting Correct. to get in front of this big screen or TV. Does it matter to you? Is it just kind of one and the same? It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I would love to actually do both, but I would really love to have a reoccurring role on like a popular TV series. Like I think that would be so cool that like. I would be one of the characters that people either love or hate. Either one doesn't matter, but I would like like that. I think that would be really cool that like people would people would be excited every week. Can't wait to get back to the TV series that I'm starring in. So yeah. I would love to be I would love to be a recurring role in like a really hit show. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I would I would tune into that 100. percent I think yeah. That, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, so let's kind of let's talk about it then. So. Let's talk about some TV shows that you really anticipate watching and that if you had a role in that, you feel like people could really connect. Um, okay, so let's see. I think the show Star, I love the show Star. Okay. Um, I'm not a very good singer, but I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I could fit in that show at some point, even just being, I don't, I don't know, a guest, like a, a singer that's trying to battle against them or something or anything like that. Uh, I think the show Suits, even though it's over now, mm-hmm. I would have loved to do that because I, I, I don't know, something about that whole show and the dynamic of like, yes, it's about liars, but they also had like, you know, personal story lives in there. What else? I'm just naming shows I love, but um, All American, there's that show on Netflix yeah, right now, it's a All good American. Show. It's a really good show, and that obviously is involving sports, so um that that would be an easy fit for me but i would just i don't know it, it could be honestly a scandal it could be anything like that where you know there's different roles like everybody in scandal isn't um like you know isn't olivia pope or isn't the president there's so many different roles in shows that yeah. have big part big parts in the show that they're not necessarily you know i don't have to be a lawyer to be in a show suits or is the point i'm trying to make so sure yeah i, I would i would like to be just like i said in a hit show empire anything like that a hit show that like where i had a cool role in it i'm gonna name off some shows for you and i want to i want okay. you to tell me where you see yourself fitting in these shows okay let's go breaking bad oh my gosh Ooh. i see myself trying to steal Jesse's role. Oh. So I want to be the right hand. I want to be the right hand man. I don't think Jesse handled it very well. I think I could have handled it way better. Game of Thrones. Ooh, I want to be one of Khaleesi's dragons. Um, but since I can't, <laughs> um, since I can't, yeah, I'm team Khaleesi. So I'll be one of her servants. You know, like she ended up having a whole crew of servants, a translator. I could be her translator servant, her or I forget the lady's name that basically was that, but yeah, I would want to mm. be her. Um, hey Arnold, as a voiced character. Oh, hey Arnold, I think I would be. Oh, what is her name? Helga. Yeah, I would be the movie <laughs> football head type. I I would be flirting in the backwards way. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Well, um, so I think I kind of covered the different kinds of of TV shows for you. Um, but no, that would be really cool. I would like to see you on a, on a TV show. You have a really good personality. We haven't met in person. Um, most, some people might not, not know that. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. 
Um, okay, so I wanted to get into a um, a little game that we haven't played yet. It's called Top Three. We talked about it before we got on the air. Um, but okay. I, I want to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot you a question or or a topic, and you're going to give me your top three of that topic. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Top three food items. Um, I love barbecue food. Uh, I like dessert. That's the first thing I look at on a menu. And lastly, I would say chicken and rice. Okay. Um, top three TV shows. Okay. Right now I'm watching imposters. Love it. Oh, the show. What if it's a Netflix It's new. If you haven't seen it, that's watch a good it. show. Um, that's a good show. That show is so good. I've been to watch that. I'm ready for season two, like right now. <laughs> um, and I would say I'm going with current shows, not shows that like top three of all time. So on the current shows list, I would say uh, Big Little Liars. Okay, good one. Uh, top three musical artists. Top three music artists. Um, right now she's up and coming. My favorite artist is her name is Serena Grace. She's here in Atlanta. Mm. She actually just sang at our game yesterday in Atlanta. Um, number two, I would have to go with Drake because he just makes a hit every time you turn around. It's another one. Um, uh, and lastly, huh, Ed Sheeran. I don't think I say his name correct. Is it Ed Sheeran or Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. There you that's go. a shame that he's one of my favorites and I don't even know how to say it, but <laughs> that's, yes, he's, he's a, he's a fave. Okay. Uh, top three hobbies. Top three hobbies. Um, I would say binge watching a TV show. That's like exciting to me when there's a good show on. I can just sit and do nothing and watch it. Um, second, what I would say, actually, I would say traveling, like going somewhere, going somewhere new. Um, sure. and lastly, I would say improv. Okay. Very cool. Can you kind of elaborate on the improv thing? Do you do that in the locker room? Do you do you actually go to no. improv groups and, and go yeah. and practice? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's that is improv so cool. groups where I've performed on like two or three improv shows. And basically, uh, obviously it's called improv, so you can't practice it, but you practice techniques to do improv. So there's rules to improv. Like, you have to say yes, and somebody can't say, hey, you're an elephant. You can't say, no, I'm not. You're just an elephant. Oh. So there's rules that they teach you. There's rules <laughs> they teach you to be able to be good at improv. So I was thinking, yeah, improv, I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and move down the list. Top three soft drinks. Oh, my gosh, I don't really drink pop. Um, but I would say ginger ale is number one by far. Uh, it can be lemonade, tea, drink. anything like that. Okay, that's what I was just about to add. So, okay, so ginger ale, and then my second would be half and half, um, which everybody knows is half uh, lemonade, half tea, in case you don't know. Called the Arnie Palmy? Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, the Arnie Palmy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and lastly, I mean, well, I should say number one, I would say is water. Like, I literally, I drink a gallon of water a day, so I have oh, to put damn. that on there. There you go. Yeah. Um, top three favorite shoes. Top three favorite shoes. Okay. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. Um, really? That would be my favorite. Yeah, those I just wore those yesterday. Wow. Um, my second would be the Pharrell, the human race ones. That mm. They're kind of a sock looking too. I, like I just realized I, at this very moment, I realized I like sock shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, comfort. And lastly, 
I would say, let me go with an on-court favorite shoe, which would be the Kobe Bryant. Okay. And I will say, I like the 11s are my favorite, I think. I think it's the 10 or 11s, but yeah, I'll go with my favorite on-court shoe for the third one is, yeah, Kobe's. Awesome. Did did Cardi B have any influence on your first choice? <laughs> well, actually, I would have to say yes, because when she first started singing that song, I was like, what ones that look like socks? And I Googled them. I'm like, okay, those are fire. And so then I got them. So I would say, yes, she did. Because like she, I didn't even know what they looked like until that, that song. And then when I looked them up, I was like, oh, those are nice. Yeah, I might give me a pair. So you, you, you spare no expense for shoes. Because I know that those Balenciagas are not cheap. They are not cheap. And I'm not actually in, like, I'm not even a sneakerhead sneakerhead. So when I do get a shoe, I wear it a lot. It's not like I don't just, like, wear it on special occasions. Like, I wear those shoes a lot. Mm. So I'm going to get every penny. I'm going to get every penny I spend out of them shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My last question for you on the top three are things to do in Atlanta. Ooh. Golly. That is a great – like, there is a lot to do here. Um, let's see. Things to do in Atlanta. I would say – because my best friend works there, go to the aquarium. It's like one of the biggest ones ever, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the second thing to do in Atlanta would go to go to an Atlanta Dream game. Um, the third thing to yes, the third thing to do in Atlanta. Let's see. There's so much. It's like so hard to pick because there's so many things. But I would just say go to Lenox Mall. Experience okay. like that. That mall is like. It's not the Mall of America big in Minnesota, but I think Lenox Mall is very interesting. You see, it's, I would say go there not for the shopping, but for the sightseeing. Okay, awesome. And when I go back, I will definitely check those three items out. Um, <laughs> you should. Yeah. Renee, I wanted to ask you one final question for this interview, and that is any advice you would give to a young athlete trying to be as successful as yourself? Advice for a young athlete. I would just say keep going. Like with athletes, it's so hard because, you know, we get judged every day by what we do in a sense. Like a lot of people, like, and even me being a pro athlete. So you can go to work and come home from work and not have to ever think about what happened that day again. Mm. Some people have stressful jobs like cops and stuff where it weighs on them. But a lot of people, they're nine to five. They, they go to work and then they don't have somebody tweeting them about how terrible they were at work and they don't have somebody sending them messages on Instagram about how bad they did and they don't have to go and watch film of what they did in work yesterday. So right. with athletes, there's this added pressure because, you know, we're, we're critiqued heavily. And so when you're young, you start to feel that pressure and it feels like a lot because it's like everything you do is getting critiqued. Why did you make that cut? How come you didn't pass that pass? Your teammate was open. Why didn't you do that? You know, so mm. it gets difficult getting criticized on everything you do at, you know, in your, well, for them, it's a hobby right now because they're not professional yet. So I would just say, just keep going, stay confident and keep going because when it feels like the end of the world, it's really not. I like that. Very, very good. Thank you so much. Uh, Renee, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Great advice. I had a lot of fun interviewing you and uh, I wish you the very best of luck. And we're going to, we're going to work on getting you one of those acting roles you need. Hey, yes. Speak it into (laughs) existence. And and, and thank you for having me. Seriously. Had a good time. Thanks for listening to the all sports best podcast. 
Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Yeah.